Hello, and welcome to Listen to Your Heart, the podcast where we explore the clinical management of high-risk patients with established cardiovascular disease in the context of the latest Canadian Cardiovascular Society guidelines. I'm your host, George Stanislaus, and with me on the program today is Dr. Sean Goodman. Dr. Goodman is a cardiologist and associate head in the Division of Cardiology, Department of Medicine at St. Michael's Hospital, a professor of medicine at the University of Toronto, and an adjunct professor of medicine at the University of Alberta. Welcome, Sean. Thanks very much, George. So as you know, Sean, uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, patient who's had um, an MI in the last few years, another uh, high-risk group um, that's also shown to uh, benefit. Um, these patients have been shown to benefit from highly intensive therapy um, with PCSK inhibitors, even more so than the average uh, patient. Um, so perhaps just to start off, uh, how have these new guidelines uh, you know, change your practice in terms of lipid management for the, uh, the post-MI patient who's had an MI in the last two years? I think that the identification of the secondary prevention patients who have been shown to derive the largest benefits from intensification of therapy, particularly with the non-statin agents like azetamibe and PCSK9 inhibitors, that's one of the key takeaways for, for me from the 2021 dyslipidemia guidelines. I appreciate that uh, because of uh, the newness, the relative newness of some of these therapies, uh, some inertia that uh, exists for all of us, uh, cost, access, uh, you know, there's a number of challenges, there's a number of hurdles to implementing therapies uh, that we haven't used in the past. But here, I think with the updated guidelines, it's, it's quite clear that, uh, you know, how do you get a foot in the door? Where do you start? And to my mind, this uh, group of individuals, including somebody who's had an MI, for example, in the past two years, these are the people we need to start with in terms of intensification of therapy. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly our, our that was our, our, our um, strategy when we, um, you know, wrote these guidelines. You know, we, I think we all agree that in 2022, where everyone uh, understands the importance of keeping LDL cholesterol um, low. And in the perfect world, we'd like to get, um, you know, all our patients on um, the, the most intensive therapy. But you know, as you mentioned, for a number of different reasons, that's not always possible. And therefore, you know, this group uh, of, of, of patients is really the group that's what I call, you know, the must-treat group. This is, a, this, is a, this is a group patient that you don't want to miss in your practice. We all have these patients in our practice, patients who've had an MI in the last couple of years, for example, and that this, these are patients we, we, we want to identify up front and, and really get them on highly intensive therapy um, as soon as possible. So, um, you know, Talking about this specific patient population, you know, the patient who's had uh, a recent MI in the last two years, um, you know, why do you think this patient is, this type of patient is considered a high-risk patient? Um, and why do you think that, that they would, they benefit more uh, for, for, with treatment intensification? Well, I think the large cardiovascular outcome trials with PCSK9 inhibition, which are the sort of most contemporary uh, that show uh, from Odyssey Outcomes and Fourier, show us that uh, patients with a previous uh, myocardial infarction, particularly in the last kind of one to two years time frame, they're at very high risk for recurrent major adverse cardiovascular events. And for example, in Odyssey Outcomes, uh, you know, we looked at the patient population within uh, one to 12 months post-ACS. And the Fourier trial, while it included a broader ASCVD patient population, um, including those uh, with more remote MIs, uh, they specifically looked in a post hoc analysis um, at patients who had um, an MI within the past year or the previous two years. 
And I think both trials uh, show very consistently that the relative risk reduction, regardless of whether you've had an MI, you know, a year ago, two years ago, or five to seven years ago, the relative risk reduction with the PCSK9 inhibitors is consistent, about a 15 to 20% relative reduction. But because these people with recent MI, recent uh, in the sense that, you know, one or two years time out uh, from their index uh, hospitalization, because they're at such high risk, applying the same relative benefit of PCSK9 inhibition to those individuals gives you an even larger, greater absolute risk reduction. And so it's a perfect place to start is to try to identify in one's own practice, as you mentioned, George, these folks within, you know, admittedly two years is an arbitrary time window, but it's a time window that we can identify these folks. They're coming to see us even on an annual basis for follow-up. So there's that touch point that gives us the opportunity to identify them and, and apply what the cardiovascular outcome trials have shown us, you can get an even bigger bang for your buck with PCSK9 inhibition, added a statin, plus or minus a zetamide uh, in terms of lowering uh, cardiovascular risk in the setting of treatment intensification. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, you, the fact that these patients are just so high risk, it just goes and magnifies that absolute uh, benefit. And as you point out, um, you know, that, that actually lowers the number needed to treat. So these are really patients that we don't want to miss that, you know, each, each patient um, that you treat here has a, a much higher uh, probability of, of, of avoiding a, a cardiovascular uh, event. Um, so definitely these are patients for both, you know, uh, for cost effectiveness, but also for clinical effectiveness. These are patients we really, really want to get on, on highly intensive therapy. Um, so just to end off, uh, Sean, um, what would you recommend to our listeners as a uh, uh, practical point to uh, the management of patients with an MI in the last two years? I think it uh, starts with the awareness of the importance of, of picking these folks out uh, of the lineup. In other words, uh, if they haven't just had an MI, uh, you know, they're a year or, 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 or so out, you know, they're feeling hopefully okay. Um, and, uh, and we, we can't become complacent. We, we have to, we have to uh, recognize that the, the CCS dyslipidemia guideline uh, recommended atherogenic lipoprotein thresholds, uh, as you mentioned, the, you know, the LDL, um, uh, we want to get below, uh, ideally 1.8 or below the non-HDL, uh, you know, below 2.4, the apolipoprotein B below 0.7 grams per liter. But we, we, need to, uh, we need to pick these folks out and intensify their lipid-modifying therapy. But I think in a post-MI patient within the last one to two years, uh, at least in my practice, I, I, I'm before they come to see me on an annual basis, I'm making sure that I've got a lipid profile. And uh, that might be through the primary care physician or, or, or from me, it doesn't matter, but that's the sort of trigger point for me uh, uh, as part of the sort of annual follow-up to say, hey, um, you know, the lipid levels haven't changed over the last year or two, but the, the guideline recommended thresholds sure have. And, and so is the evidence to support being more aggressive, intensify their, uh, their uh, uh, LDL lowering treatment. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, to summarize, I would say, you know, probably, you know, what you, what you just said there is one, identify the patient, you know, ask yourself the question, you know, why am I following this patient? You know, when was 
their 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 recent MI and to exactly. just make sure they have a lipid profile on file because I think that's become you know a, a huge issue um, when where where physicians forget uh, to to recheck the lipids or they think someone else is doing it. Uh, but I do think that you know it's 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 part of uh, our role I think as cardiologists at least for the first year or two after an MI to ensure our patients are on optimally, uh, you know, optimal therapy uh, post MI. Uh, so uh, I want to I want to thank you, uh, Sean, uh, for um, this uh, excellent discussion on the um, patient with a, a recent MI in the last two years. I also want to thank our listeners for tuning in to the Listen to Your Heart podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussion of this patient population. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, and stay tuned for new releases. 